G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, we check in with Family Voice Australia and Greg Bonda, Family Voice State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, a special welcome back to 2020. Oh, delighted to be back, Neil, so thank you. Uh, Greg, the Religious Discrimination Bill was tabled in the Parliament last week and uh, generally there's been a, a positive sort of reception from Christians around this, but uh, it's not all over yet. There's all sorts of opposition. Uh, you're suspecting that schools are going to be the litmus test for what all this means. Uh, what are your impressions as the dust starts to settle and people start to think more clearly about what the bill means. Yeah, Neil, you've made a good point. Um, I have uh, uh, decided that, uh, you know, after reading the bill, um, and I've got, I've got to tell you, it's, uh, you've got to be a lawyer ten times over, but, but the point is that there are some really, really good things in this particular bill, so we need to support it, uh, Neil. But that said... I think we're going to have to make sure that the schools are not going to be missing out and they, and they will become the litmus test. A lot of people won't know what the litmus test is, but it will be the litmus test now because it's going to decide whether schools can employ can employ people of faith as opposed to people of non-faith for that, for that particular school. Now, if it's going to be watered down and we're going to make sure... Uh, you know, that, that it's not watered down. We have to make sure as mums and dads that we can send our children to a school that subscribes to our our faith and our beliefs. And and if there's any attempt by the left or the LGBTI or whatever uh, organisation to water down the, the provisions in this particular bill, then we're going to have to speak up now because we cannot allow, we cannot allow the government to, to discriminate against Christians through this bill by allowing schools um, only limited exemptions. So, Neil, it's a big issue and we've got to keep up uh, uh, the debate on this matter. <laughs> You've got to be a little bit cynical, uh, sceptical about where the politics might be on the bill because the bill tabled in the Parliament and, as you and I are saying, the bill needs to be supported. The fact that Christians think there are some positives in there means that the opposition to the bill think something is amiss here, it must be all bad. And you say, you know, the left or the LGBTI uh, lobby. Uh, so there's a certain sense here in which uh, if you say that uh, those provisions in the bill seem to be quite good, uh, you'll know that the opposition side that is going to uh, bring their own arguments against it and try to change all of the provisions of it, uh, they will think things are pretty bad about this. Oh, absolutely. Look, they're all already trying to water it down. For example, today's paper you had Jackie Lambie saying the bill's dead in the water, it's not going to happen because she's saying that the LGBTIQA people need to be uh, uh, understood and respected and what have you. Now, straight away, you've got these these um, uh, MPs that are not even looking at the other um, 
bills that are already out there that support the LGBTIQA, that support gay couples, that support same-sex marriage. What about now supporting something that supports Christians? In other words, this bill, Neil, this bill is vital. And even the Prime Minister, I think, and, I, and, and we put out a press release last week saying, does the government think that there are more votes with the LGBTIQA than there are with Christians? Well, the answer is no, Neil. We spoke about this before. Labor at its peril ignored the Christians in the 2019 election. And I'm, and I'm saying again to the Prime Minister and to the, to, to the government, hey, don't ignore us. We have a voice and we have a vote, Neil. <laughs> I suspect when we're talking about the religious discrimination bill, uh, the fact that the LGBTI community might have an opinion, that really remains an opinion because uh, there was the vote uh, that dismantled the definition of marriage that went the way mm. of the LGBTI community. This one is about protecting the Christians or the religious, more broadly, community. Uh, there's a certain, uh, I picked up one point uh, where the, the Prime Minister has suggested there would be a separate bill later that would protect students uh, in Christian schools if they had uh, leanings uh, toward the mm. LGBT uh, focus. Uh, there's something yeah. that's separate. So trying to combine all these together and listening to the left or the LGBT community, that's uh, that's mm. a, wrong, a wrong way to think about this, Greg. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, there are issues that are very grey. There are issues that need to be nutted out. Uh, as you know, we've got Michaelia Cash um, <clears throat> next week. We're going to talk to her personally about the bill. There are some really good things in there. Now, you know, the, the bill currently will override the, the Victorian uh, bill, which prevents teachers from, uh, uh, from schools from employing faith teachers. It overrides the... Tasmanian Anti-Discrimination Act, which is the uh, Julian Porteous case. So there are some really good things in there, Neil, but there's some very much neglected things like, as I said, will hospitals be able to have the right to refuse uh, operations for those people that want to transgender? Will doctors who are conscientiously opposed to, to conduct these operations, will they be exempted? So there are some issues that need to be addressed, Neil. In fact, uh, the medicos didn't get a mention, did they? In the bill, they're not even—they're uh, not even in there. The idea no, of conscientious objection. Yep. So there's a major, major hole <laughs> there, isn't there? Especially yep. for those uh, doctors and those who work in the medical community, yep. because uh, if there's no protection there, they'll be forced uh, to do things yep. that are contrary to their conscience, which is shaped by their faith. Absolutely. I've got, a, I've got a Christian doctor, I've got a couple actually, who are doctors and they are saying to me, Greg, I don't want to be forced by government legislation to do something that is against my faith, my morals, my beliefs. This is wrong. This is not China or some communist country. This should be Australia where I am able to exercise my conscience according to my faith. So Neil, there are issues there. Uh, the thought that there needs to be some level of support that ensures that the bill isn't watered down. Uh, now, this is an interesting point here, because watered down from what? Because isn't this bill, uh, Greg, already watered down? Because it doesn't have what yep. was considered to be the key element there that would ensure freedom of speech, the Falau Clause, that's mm. been taken out of there. So it is already watered down, isn't it? And so therefore, freedom of speech, freedom of religion is under threat, even with this bill. 
Absolutely, and and that's one of the main issues. Look, the 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 Israel for our clause has been left out for political uh, appeasement. Uh, people have. Um, uh, within government have said, look, we've got to take this out because we won't get the opposition, we won't get the Greens, we won't get Labor, we won't even get some some left-wing Liberals supporting it. So it was taken out. But we want to avoid and make sure that the bill is not only watered down, we don't want it hosed down. We want to make sure that certain aspects of the bill are in there for Christians. Now, I've got to say, the bill is great, but we've got to make sure that the bill is effective for the purpose that it was intended and that is to make sure that Christians have some form of uh, protection against discrimination from the left, from whoever else that doesn't believe in in our faith. <clears throat> and the provision in there, the thing that does stand out, Greg, the ability of a Christian to make a statement about mm. their religion in good faith, in other words, uh, a statement that's not malicious, uh, but make a statement in good faith, the bill does protect that. So there is a level of yep. protection that we ought to be celebrating. Absolutely. And also there's protection for charitable organisations, Neil, uh, who will not lose their charitable status for expressing their views on marriage or other moral issues. So that's great news because, um, you know, uh, we've got to be careful that, uh, you know, the government says, oh, well, we, we will stop funding you because you, uh, you've spoken out against our policies. Well, hang on. We are an organisation of faith, and that applies to people like ourselves, ACL, and other organisations that may want to express a faith point of view, a Christian worldview. Uh, we don't want to lose any funding. Not that we get any fun- funding now, but I'm talking about hospitals here and charitable, charitable organisations. Greg, just on a sideline from this, because the Prime Minister's been outspoken too over this past week, uh, some uh, ways of regulating uh, what happens with social media trolls. Now, uh, this is very much connected, isn't it, to freedom of speech and the way that attacks happen and pylons happen online, on Twitter, on social media. Uh, there's a certain sense in which uh, it does appear to be that the government is on a number of different dimensions trying to clean up what happens with attacks when someone makes a, a uh, you know, a, a we're talking about these statements of, uh, you know, in good faith, saying mm. what you think uh, so that it might protect people from uh, from the troll environment. Yeah, this is very important now because, you know, social media can be so effective and it can be so cruel, it can be very harmful. I mean, I read daily about people that have been cancel cultured, they've been uh, victimised, they've been persecuted and because of their expression of faith. And I've spoken to some people at church, Neil, that have told me that they will not put anything on their Facebook page to, for example, I had a wonderful church service on Sunday for the fear of being victimised. In particular, the youth are very reluctant to put anything on their social media uh, in relation to their faith because they will be victimised, persecuted. So whatever the Prime Minister can do in this regard is good. I know we're working with the Communications Minister, Paul Fletcher, to make sure that uh, you know Christians do get protection of some sort. <clears throat> and uh, no doubt there'll be some campaigns that you're running with Family Voice Australia around things as they begin to develop. And uh, I think we're, there's a battle on ahead. And uh, there's a certain mm. sense, as you say, you've got to resist any further watering down. It's already watered down. That resistance yeah. has to be there to, uh, to even strengthen 
the provisions in the bill. Hey, some other issues just to touch on quickly. The voluntary assisted dying bill in New South Wales, uh, it has been lost. It goes to the upper house now for debate probably next year. What are your thoughts about what's happened in New South Wales? Yes, yes. Now, as you know, look, we were co-organised, co-organisers of the uh, rally outside Parliament House and around um, the streets of Sydney with the message of compassion never kills. What happened, Neil, was that last Friday, after the third reading, the bill got passed by 53 to 36. Um, so now the bill will go to the upper house. Now, I have to point out here that back in 2017, Neil, the upper house rejected this particular bill uh, by one vote. So there is hope, and where there's hope, you know, we've got to make sure that we keep up the good fight. So prayers are needed, and we've got to make sure, Neil, that you know we don't allow a death bill to be the order of the day. I mean, you know, what message is this sending to to uh, youth that are being bullied, to the lonely, to 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 those that are really um. Uh, suffering from suicidal tendencies. Neil, we've got to protect these people. We've got to speak up for them. And we'll continue the good fight in 2022 by making sure that the upper house members of the Legislative Council reject this bill. Uh, a little focus across the border from where you are to Victoria, because uh, Victoria's pandemic management bill, there's been mm. delays, uh, but there's been expectation that the uh, parliament will pass that bill. Uh, any any thoughts on, on yeah. how that's been developing? As far as I'm aware, the, vil- the vote hasn't been taken yet, and, uh, but, and, it, and I'm, I guess while that's the case, that's probably good news. Any thoughts here, Greg? Yes, Neil. Yeah, look, there have been a number of demonstrations in the streets of Melbourne. Um, the bill is nothing more than giving Chairman Dan more power, and we've got to make sure, you know, he's not allowed this because we are in a freely uh, democratic country that allows people to, to, to have this, but not at the expense of giving all power all power to a Premier and the Health Minister there. So this is a bad bill and it's something that we're certainly opposed and uh, we'll keep opposing by writing to our local MPs and, and getting to say, hey, this bill cannot go through. So we're watching it very closely at this stage now. Uh, some are suspecting that the amendments that have been suggested that have gained that extra vote uh, do nothing much at all, a uh, cha- few changes around the edges. So uh, when yep. the government would have unlimited capacity to restrict movement, to ban public gatherings, to close businesses and order quarantine requirements, those sorts of things are the things that uh, that would be likely in the hands yep. of the Premier and the Chief Health Officer. Correct. And if amendments have been cosmetic or suggested amendments are cosmetic only and uh, do nothing to prevent the powers going to the Premier. And people are really vocal about this now. And we need to make sure that Victoria, and as I said, it's the most anti-Christian state that I know, but this is not about Christianity. This is about freedom, freedom of expression, freedom of uh, choice, freedom of association. But giving powers to the Premier in Victoria in this particular bill goes beyond freedom, at uh, Neil, and it's something that really needs to be addressed. There's been a lot of marches, and especially on the streets of Melbourne, and some of those mm. marches absolutely huge mm. numbers, even hundreds of thousands of people who've been out on the streets and making a protest. Uh, they've been tarred with the same brush as being radical anti-vaxxers, but uh, from my understanding, Greg, there's a lot of Christians there, and they're holding up placards and biblical uh, verses and all sorts of things, so there's there's a lot of Christian 
uh, intent in getting out on the street and being part of marches. Any thoughts from you here about uh, even the idea of a peaceful protest for Christians? Oh, absolutely. I think we've got to have our voice heard. You know, you know, you look at Romans, you know, we're talking about, um, um, you know, the um, church and state. Look, we need to get out there. We have to we have to support government in the terms of, you know, uh, being the the uh, appointed uh, regulator, the, the, the government. But you only support government, Neil, up to the point that it contradicts your faith. And if it does so, you need to get out there, have your voice heard. We're not, we're not recommending or suggesting any form of um, violence or, or whatever. We're suggesting that our voice be heard peacefully. And to do that, we need to get out there and into the public arena and be seen, not only heard, Neil. And Greg, let's have top off our conversation today. There's a little bit of good news you've got to share. Uh, Mother of the Year announced uh, earlier this year. Family Voice, of course, yeah. took over the Mother of the Year Awards. Uh, give us your announcement here. Well, now, as you know, <clears throat> in May we uh, uh, took over the Mother of the Year Awards nationally and um, we had uh, the Mother of the Year announced, and it was Layla Abdallah, as you would well know, who, yeah. who unfortunately lost three of her children, and which was sad, uh, back in um, uh, 2000, and, uh, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's right, 2000. And um, what happened um, was that Layla was our guest, and so was Danny last week on a webinar, and she told me privately, which is announced today, that she's again pregnant, and they're expecting their new girl or boy, hopefully. So we are delighted and congratulate uh, Layla on, the, on her pregnancy. And I think she's been an absolutely great ambassador for mothers and women. And we're delighted with the news. So, Neil, it's on your show. You've heard it. But she's uh, pregnant and um, we wish her every, every um, success in um, ensuring that her, she rebuilt her family with her husband, Danny. <laughs> uh, wonderful news, an official announcement and uh, congratulations uh, for Layla and Danny and uh, expecting and, and uh, you know, we'll offer a quick prayer. Lord, so make that to be a wonderful experience mm. for Layla and Danny with, the, uh, with this pregnancy and uh, look, great to get that and share that news today. Uh, Greg Bondar, always appreciate you. Uh, any uh, webinars coming up this week? Oh, very quickly. Next week, uh, thank you, Neil, is uh, we've got the Attorney-General, Michaelia Cash, who's going to be talking about the Religious Discrimination Bill. I invite everybody to join us. It's free. Just go to the Family Voice website and look for events and register. She'll be a wonderful person to listen to and get some insight into what's going to happen. Familyvoice.org.au And Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia's State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.